Okay, so we're here with the first ever episode of what we're titling the Aveste podcast because we can't think of any other name, can we? No, we've we've got a bit of time, hopefully, to think of a name in the next 45 minutes um, or on the train on the way home. Yeah, yeah. I think we just do that because, let's be honest, do podcasts really need, like, crazy names, if we're being honest with each other? No, they just need great chat, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Well, that's what we're going to bring, right? Hopefully yeah, yeah. with this podcast. So, yeah, I think we, I think what we should do probably to start off with is explain to people why we're doing this um, and why we thought it'd be good to get two random people basically in a room together to start a podcast. So should we, should we probably start there? Yeah, let's, uh, let's tell people why we decided to do this this Sunday morning. Yeah, yeah. So I think we, you and I, right, we are best friends. We live together. We do. And we tend to have conversations with each other. Basically, we have debates. We think that they're like relatively interesting. We do talk for quite a long time. And so we thought it might as well be worth us don't know, recording one and seeing if people wanted to listen to it. So we'll, we'll find out. We'll find out if people want yeah, to listen to it. Yeah, the views and the algorithm don't lie to you. So, <laughs> so that, that is, uh, that's one thing. Yeah. And I think, I think also, I suppose the way that I was thinking about it is, I don't know, do you journal? Um, I do only when I need to. So not yeah. often enough, basically. Yeah, because I don't journal. And I've listened to podcasts where, there you go, drop that yeah, in, that we've got podcasts. I listen to podcasts where people talk about journaling and talk about the value of it and, and that sort of thing. And I'm a little bit jealous that I didn't do it 10 years ago so I could look back and have that moment. And so what I thought this could be, obviously, we have those conversations. They're lost to time. They're lost to, yeah, eternity. Yeah. So I thought this could almost be like a little bit of like a a journal of what we've got up to, what we're doing, how we're feeling at a particular time. And yeah, so I think that's what I thought could be quite interesting. Yeah, I, I think that's a great idea. I think when you are forced to speak, especially in a kind of more pressurised environment, like a like a podcast as well, you're really forced to, to think, right? And yeah. you know, thinking and talking are indistinguishable in my opinion. So yeah, and, and I think also, right, I think we know some quite extraordinary people. Um, both from our friends and people that we work with and that sort of thing. And I also think like another value of what we're going to do here is try and bring some conversations with people that we've met and we've worked with to just hear their stories as well. So I think, first of all, like we want the conversations that we have to be quite fun, but we also want the conversations to be like useful to people, right? Like we don't just want to be like getting in here and chatting shit. You know, that was another name of the podcast, right? Mm -hmm. Um, but I think because of the level of people that we're, that we're working with, it'd be really nice to sort of like chat to them, learn their lessons of life, learn what they believe in. And maybe, uh, what we tend to do is like change opinions, don't we? I mean, you change your opinion quite often in terms of like growing and developing and I, and I'm trying to do the same. um, Absolutely. Often. So, yeah. Absolutely. And we've, yeah, we've met some wonderful people through, uh, Aveste, obviously not to mention just our life in general and so yeah it would be good to share stories of people that are you know well i won't, don't want to discredit them anyway but you know normal normal people yeah. um how they manage their lives as well as you know getting clothing businesses uh you know off the ground which as we know is a very difficult it's endeavor very so difficult. yeah we'd love to get some of the founders in that we work with but but also some other people as well 
the final point of what uh, this podcast will be about is that because we're fairly uh, like I'm fairly obsessed with podcasts. I think you are as well, right? Love them. Yeah, Love them. we watch them. We listen to them. We've got like our favorites. We've got people that are controversial. You know, uh, I listen to Joe Rogan. People, people, I don't know, have an <laughs> opinion on Joe Rogan that they might not like him. Um, who else do you listen to that you really like? I listen to Lex Friedman, yeah. uh, Sam Harris, um, Jordan Peterson. There's yeah. a bit of a psychology philosophy theme there, to be honest with you. Yeah. And, you know, occasionally the odd Stephen Bartlett. Obviously, Brian as well gets put on in our house. The, yeah, the True, the True Geordie, Geordie podcast. For anyone yeah. who doesn't know yeah. Brian. Yeah. Um, so yeah, and I love the I love the small the short form of it as well, where you can just get a you know a reel for like you know sixty seconds from like little snippets of the podcast as well. Because yeah. often I find that if I like them, I'm like ah, oh, that was a really good sixty seconds. I want to see more of that conversation, and then I'll go and find the podcast or the conversation. Yeah, yeah, it is fascinating, isn't it? So I think I think we want to channel some of that creativity because I, I think we we're probably both quite creative people. Would you say that? Yeah, I would say so. Yeah, definitely. I think we have different outlets for our creativity as well. Yeah. And I think this could be like one of them. Like, I've never done anything like this. You've no. never done anything like this. But I think like doing this exercise where we're in a room like this and just having a conversation could be a creative outlet for us because like, I, you know, I'm really into art and design and drawing, painting, that sort of thing. And your your outlet has always been music, right? Definitely music. And yeah, I just love, I'm a very open person. So yeah. love to discuss ideas and what better place to do that than a podcast with all this fancy equipment sat around us yeah. that we barely managed to get working this morning. Yeah, well, we'll find out if it does work in a second, right? <laughs> when we when we listen to this back, we'll yes, find if, out. If we listen to this back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Jake, Jake uh, very hilariously doesn't like listening or watching himself, which makes editing um <laughs> videos and uh and reels and instagram posts quite interesting but do you think you'll ever get past that do you, or, or do you think well, that will always be a thing what's really interesting right now is obviously with these headphones on you can you can hear yourself in, in yeah in you know very directly so yeah um, i'm getting used to it for how do sure. you sound do you, do you like the sound of your own voice um yeah it's not too <laughs> bad i remember like as a kid the first time i heard my own voice through like a digital yeah. Uh, piece of equipment and you were like oh my goodness what what is this it's it's obviously because you hear your voice usually through the you know reverberations and the echoes within your skull so it sounds different to how a microphone would pick it up and yeah. so for a lot of people they're like oh my god do i sound like this but yeah. yes you do yeah yeah it is i remember the first time i listened to myself i was recording some like french that i had to record for school or whatever and yeah, absolutely horrendous. And yeah, I remember listening to myself for the first time and going, "Is that what I sound like?" And uh, like just hating it from the, from the from the moment you go. But I think you've like I think you've almost got to train yourself to get past that if you're doing what we're doing, like trying totally. to start something from scratch. I think you've got to get into that. So let's let's tell the guys a little bit about about us and I suppose like who they're listening to because I suppose we're starting this from scratch. People aren't necessarily going to know who we are. So I suppose the reason the reason why we're here is that we want to talk about Aveste um, and and what we're doing with that business. So I suppose our our sort of background is that we're trying to start a business from scratch. We're doing it at the start of the journey. So we're we're starting this, and people are listening to this when we've just started the business up. Effectively, we've only been going like a year, pretty much, right, where we've been officially live. Trading, yeah. So I suppose what we want to tell people is like we want to show people the journey from the beginning like i think uh, a lot of people that i watch and i you know i watch on youtube or i listen to podcasts about i see them 
and they're at the end of the journey. Like they're already incredibly successful. Yeah. They've got huge podcasts, huge audiences. And neither you nor I have a huge audience. We aren't millionaires. No. Um, <laughs> definitely not millionaires. Definitely not. So um, I thought it, that it would be quite interesting to start this journey and let people sort of understand where we've come from, from the very, from the very get-go, right? Yeah, definitely. We can take people on the journey. And yeah, we've been live kind of a year in terms of the store facing customers. But yeah, we started the journey actually, you know, back in September 2020. Yeah. So all the the hardship, hopefully, of that year and COVID is all still fresh in our mind. So we can actually give a bit of um, some, uh, some rich uh, context and stories that from the very first years and, the, yeah. you know, the... Yeah all the admin that, that comes with setting up a business and you know all the rest of it so um yeah let's do that yeah yeah so i think the the natural place to start because we're telling people what <laughs> we're talking about a vest day no we haven't really explained what it is so shall we should we go in and explain that so for a vest day right the way that i always explain it and you can you can keep going on this is that a vest day is the home of independent streetwear and we've designed it so that it's over we've got now over 25 brands in one place so basically you can go onto a vest day you can find amazing clothes from just quality retailers in one place and i think that came from a problem that you and you and i both shared right was that we could never find clothes that we liked so do you want like i suppose do you want to give people a bit of context about how you used to find clothes and i suppose this journey because i suppose it's a joint idea right sure. it was both of our ideas and so i think it's definitely started from a problem. So why don't you totally. explain some some of the problems? Totally. There's um, I've always been a fan of finding what some people would call like indie brands, or well not not in terms of the music, but you know more underground brands that are less well known. Often would have had say big cartel websites, you yeah. know, before Shopify was around. And I would love to find these kind of guys and girls because they would have really cool designs on them stuff that you wouldn't find anywhere else i didn't like to be you know uh, always just wearing the same stuff as everyone else and so yeah that was quite hard to do without you know endlessly searching or being lucky enough to get hit by ads on facebook or instagram of people that you then did like and without you know creating a load of bookmarks for yourself or storing names of URLs in your, in your mind. Yeah. Often as well, you'd see great designs, but you couldn't remember the name of the, uh, no. the brand, right? No. Because they don't have, you don't have any brand allegiance or kind of recognition of them yet. No. So, um, yeah, I was, I was doing things like storing bookmarks, um, or, you know, as we all did just shop in places like ASOS or, or yeah. next or go to the simplest option. Yeah, exactly. We, we all loved a bit of ASOS cause it, it made your life easy, right? Yeah. You could see a lot of products all next to each other yeah. very easily. There's going to be a lot of, um, name dropping of brands here that we, you know, I don't know, we, we, we won't bleep them out cause we're, you know, we're going to call them out. Cause I think what we're quite proud of is that we've got a solution that actually we find, we think, we hope really helps people. Uh, in a way that I don't think some of the other competitors or some of the other brands on the market do. I suppose my when I bought clothes, I was finding when I was buying them at the start when we were at uni 10 years ago, I was finding that clothes were actually, they were decent quality. Like I would buy stuff from the stores you mentioned yep. and they were they were decent quality. Like I would get them, I would be happy, I'd wear them, they'd last a long time. And I don't know, like over the years, I don't know if you found this, but over the years, like I just found them just getting worse and worse more generic more generic and even like name brands big brands 
they were just being printed from whoever and the actual quality of them wasn't the same as what they once were. Like I remember a Nike t-shirt used to be quite a thick, uh, you know, fabric, uh, a very particular style. And then I was ordering Nike t-shirts from certain brands and, and it would always be, it would be different every time. It would fit differently every time. And so uh, that was that was something that really sort of wound me up. And I think you and I, we both sort of had a, we both had a eureka moment. We were sat in, our flat in Collier's, in, in Collier's Woods, uh, in London, and we were saying like the, we were both talking about this problem, and I suppose we were like, "Is there a solution for this?" And we, I suppose we did our research. We were like, we tried to find something that you know there must have been something out there, and there were things that were relatively useful. Yeah, that were stockists, or they had that, and they, but they had their inherent problems. They were either too expensive. Or not our style. Yeah, not enough range or yeah. all vintage as well. And don't get me wrong, love vintage clothes. Love vintage. But um, yeah, a lot of things that were set up for vintage clothes, but not necessarily new new clothes as well. And then yeah. there was the high-end piece. There were some people doing maybe a similar kind of thing, but for really high-end fashion where a T-shirt is costing you £300. Yeah. So um, yeah, that wasn't the market we wanted to to play in. No, and yeah, we. I suppose we were quite. We we don't really believe in sort of luxury fashion per se because we don't feel that it serves the average man on the street. And I think what we try and do with Veste is really sort of figure out who the best customer is, and the best customer is everyone. Like I want, I want anyone to be able to come on a Veste, find something that they really like, and and be able to buy it, um, and be able to search for lots of different things in one place. So, I think having that ability in finding people that really care about the clothes that they make from small brands that seem to actually create amazing things and they're doing something off their own back and like actually empowering smaller businesses i found to be like a very rewarding concept and i suppose what we thought was that this this idea is useful like we would find utility from it we couldn't find anything on the market and so we were like can we physically like make this and so then started then started a journey of like, oh my God, can we actually do this? And I think you had, I remember sort of us discussing the idea and you sort of going like, uh, just having this energy that I, I think you only get when you're sort of really super excited about uh, a concept. And I remember we finished the conversation and you ran to your, your room where you work every day, you know, yep. you have to go and go into that. And you started like furiously trying to figure out um, how to physically do that. So again, I suppose what we should do is also like sort of go into our background. So what enabled, what enabled you to be able to take an idea, like, like we just said, bringing yep. lots of different independent retailers in one place, what enabled you to be able to sort of then go, right, I'm going to figure out, how I'm going to physically do that and make it into a website that people can can actually go on? Great, great question. Yeah. So it was obviously the depths of lockdown, wasn't it? And yeah. so we didn't all have a lot to do at no. that point, right? We all had a lot more time with ourselves and our minds than we'd ever had. So that was obviously, that was a huge factor in getting this off the ground, right? And I wanted, I knew in lockdown, I wanted something to to have a project to work on be that you know myself or whatever and yeah we had the conversation about Aveste um, along with all the other random business ideas that meet you come up with yeah. on the fly quite regularly we need to stop doing that yeah. um and so yeah 
I was like, can this be done? We, we don't want to become a stockist initially. We don't want to physically have the stock and, and a warehouse and all the rest of it. We want to create a new sales channel for existing retailers such that they could sell on a platform like ASOS, but really, really quickly. Yeah. Um, and so after a bit of research into, you know, I think we'd written down a list of like 20 brands that we liked just in that, that evening. Um, after a bit of research with a fabulous website called Built With, we could see that 95% of them were were built with Shopify, right? Um, I've yeah. worked with Shopify before. I know it's a fantastic tool and I know that it's got a lot of customizability. And yeah, I went away to my room and was like, you know what, this can actually be be done, to be honest with you. It's not going to be simple, but it can be done. Shopify kind of references the fact that you can do this in their documentation, but they're not very explicit about it. Mm. Um, and so it was like, okay, this this can be done. There's nothing stopping us in terms of red tape from physically doing this. No. Um, and so, yeah, the first line of code was written on September the 1st, 2020. Yeah. So I think the going from the journey of like an idea to knowing that it was technically possible took, I don't know, what, what would you say in terms of time? Probably a few evenings of work um, after work. Um, and so, you know, it's not like, I guess the reason that I was able to know that it was possible is just because of my my background in programming and mm. um, building websites and stuff. Like, um, yeah, it wasn't explicit on Shopify's website that it could be done. But yeah, with a technical background, I was like, yeah, this this can a hundred percent be done. So Jake's being incredibly humble here, where he's saying, you know, we were looking at Shopify documentation and followed some steps and you know tried to figure it out. But really, what you did is you know work on the back end of a pretty serious website. Um, and come up with a solution to to do the this idea to bring lots of independent brands together, and so yeah, we started on that journey. We're we're still in lockdown. We're sort of working. We both had full time jobs. We did. The website had to be built from scratch as well. Yeah, it was it was not a off the shelf thing. No, sadly, we had to lot to think about. You've got to warm, onboard people. You've got to keep in sync with their stores. You've got to get a a check out the works. Yeah. You've got to bill people. Yeah. Yeah, it's quite a quite a behemoth when you yeah. think about it. So you found the project that you were waiting for during lockdown. You I scrapped, did. you know, learning another language. That was that was gone. Yeah, the Spanish lasted for a few months. Yeah. And then <laughs> yeah. thought I'd learn a programming language instead. Yeah, yeah. I mean languages are languages. <laughs> so so yeah, I suppose we're going along the journey now. So yeah, we've come up with the idea. We're still in lockdown. We're both working really hard and we're trying to figure out as much time as we physically can to devote to Aveste. So the next sort of stage after physically coming up with the idea and doing the initial technical side was, I suppose, launching like the MVP, right? Like it took a it took a long time to get to that. We've literally brushed past months of work. It took, yeah, it took one year from like the first line of code until we were approved on the Shopify app store yeah. and could then physically go out to the world and try and make this something. Yeah. Yeah. So we get to that point and we're like, uh, we both agreed that we'd launch something. It would be pretty basic. Um, we call it the MVP because it's the minimum viable product, minimal viable product, right, to to launch. 
Um, and we we tried, we figure out, we just go for it. We just try and figure out something and, and launch it as soon as we can. Because what we didn't necessarily do is loads of market research, did we? We asked a few friends. Yeah, we asked a few friends <laughs> if they would use a platform like this. We, we hadn't reached out to any brands to no. say, would you use it? Maybe an error on our part. Well, and then we, yeah, we launched a very simple looking website with a load of stock photos and yeah. zero brands. Yeah. So that's a fun, that's a fun story that we should get into now. So basically we, the concept of our, our website and our store and our, our idea is powered by having as many brands, as many retailers on the site as possible. Right. And so we launched, what, what month was it? Was it October? Yeah. The site went live in October. Yeah. Yeah. In so, it's infancy. So October, 2021. We launched a veste.co.uk and it had no retailers. It had no imagery, really, it had other stock than stock images. And a load of fake products. Fake I admit, products. Yeah. yeah. And now we have to try and make it a thing. So I suppose when you're starting a clothing brand, that there isn't that initial issue. The no. the initial issue when you're a clothing brand is trying to figure out where the stock comes from uh and how you're going to market it and what people actually like i suppose is the is the key one so we had to go through a process where we were like let's find the amazing brands that we love and try and figure out who's nice enough to trust two random blokes yep. Uh, with just an idea, because again, we haven't necessarily said this. It's just you and I. Yeah. Like you know, there's no one else working on Invest Day. Like we're doing it. We haven't taken any money from anyone. We're investing everything in ourselves. So yeah, we're completely bootstrapping the business. We're doing it all off our own backs, right? And it's only you and I. So it's only you and I. People, people, you know, from the outside might not not necessarily know that it's just That's you and true. I working on it. So um, we get to that point and we, we now have to have a conversation with a third party for the first time ever. Neither you nor I had any experience in fashion. No, no fashion experience. We were marketeers <laughs> and technology people, really. Yeah. So we had no, no idea about what the business problems were of a fashion retailer, of a clothing brand. We had no idea what they needed. We just had an idea that we thought sounded reasonable to them and a business model, which I suppose is like a favorable business model to them. And we hoped that we could go out there and convince them <laughs> to join Aveste, right? Definitely. Uh, and and I suppose the process of joining Aveste isn't very difficult, but it's someone trusting another person with a website that doesn't have anything on it. Yeah. And trusting you with their data as well. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, be good. Tell people how that process worked then. Have you actually contacted them? How did you? Yeah. How did you do it? So I suppose what you've got to do is you've got to explain what it could become and the idea and how it works and how simple it is. And then talk about, you know, you know, what actually happens if you join, I suppose. That's that's the simplest way of doing it. So I suppose the the process was we both, you know, uh, looked at what brands we really liked. And we had a big old list of people that we desperately, desperately wanted to work with. And I don't know, the initial lists, I don't know, probably 40, 50 brands yep. on the initial list. Um, and they're all UK based. And they were all of a certain size. Like we didn't really go for huge following brands. You know, we didn't, 
well, represent were on the list, but we didn't reach out to represent, did we? Um, but we definitely had a few relatively big brands that we loved where we were like, they'll, like they definitely won't trust us. Yeah, never. Never yeah. in a million years. Yeah, they definitely, they definitely won't. And we'll get back to that more later, right? But I suppose the first process was like producing something which ended up being a deck, but producing something where it was like, this is what happens when you join, this is how it works, and this is what a vest day is going to be. Right, I suppose that was the way of of doing it. So we sent that to. I, I think I only probably sent that to about three people. Yeah. Did you do that with. on email or Instagram? Yeah. So I did initially on email, but I, I think I probably followed up with a few Instagrams. So a lot of our brands will get a bit sick DMs. of me DM sliding into their DMs and telling me to piss off. But yeah, I think uh, yeah, we just did a, a, an email to start off with, and yeah, like you, uh, we talk about this all the time. I think you have to go into that ready to be rejected. Totally. I think you have to you have to be ready for them to just say piss off. You, I don't like your idea, you know, or just ignore you. Which is you know being what ghosting happens? being ghosting in uh, in business is almost as bad as being ghosted in in dating. A, a dating term. Yeah. So so yeah, I think I think we were ready for that. And and to be honest with you, I had no idea whether they would reply or whether they would like it. As we said, so I suppose you it's a massive leap of faith. But we ha- like we'd sunk a year of time into it, but we hadn't sunk any money necessarily, not serious money. No. Um, and so, it, like, it was. I always just sort of like I was just like, let's just give it a go. Yeah. We at the worst case, we both sort of had a chat once over dinner, didn't we? Where we were like, look, if it if people don't like it, if people if the consumers don't like it, people that are actually buying the clothes and people that are you know trying to have the same problem we have, solve the same problem don't like it and the retailers don't like it then that's then that's There's something it. wrong yeah well but, but then also like we tried and we failed and we take some lessons for that i suppose there's a, you can learn from anything can't you of course you can so so yeah we we didn't know uh and we reached out to the three brands and i think two out of the th- i think two out of the three replied and then our first brand replied very nicely yes um that leads us nicely into our very first brand, which was Soul Soul Clothing. Sorry. Yeah, Soul Soul. 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 Yeah, but we don't care about pronunciation, do we? People no, say Aveste in every Aveste, single way. I've heard some yeah strange pronunciations of Aveste. Yeah. So yeah, Soul Clothing was our first brand, run by Matt Soul himself. Yeah. So what an amazing guy, first of all. And I think we got on the phone with him. I think that was a scary moment when we get yeah, on the, the call, call for the first time because we're you know we're two blokes we've got a we've got a business but we haven't really got a business like we've got no idea what we're doing we've got we've got no idea how to talk about ourselves yeah we've got a platform that works but we've got no one on it we've not sold anything yet yeah yeah so we had no sales no products and we're telling you know poor old Matt that you know this is going to be a huge platform and you need to trust us and and back us. So we had a call with Matt and I think you know I I, th- I think you and I will always be forever grateful to to Matt for just trusting us basically. Um because I think it was it was a relatively simple conversation like we explained what we were doing. We were desperate to hear a bit more about Saul as well. Yeah, yeah, we I'd always liked his clothes. He'd been hitting me with ads on Instagram for a while. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, this guy's really cool. I love his love his designs, his kind of 90s prints. He's got really great necks and all the rest of it. So I was yeah. like, this guy would be great. And so, yeah, we got on the phone to him and he was actually really on board with the concept. It was like, this is this is great. Yeah. Um, 
we did have some trouble getting him like downloading the app and I think the app broke about three times and I was like, oh my God, this is the worst thing. But you know, that's growing problems. Well, that's when we've never done it before. So it's always, it's always going to be an issue. So, but we had to pinch ourselves, I think at moments during that, didn't we? I think we had to literally go, uh, I can't believe that, that Matt has, you know, downloaded this app that connects into his uh, Shopify store that allows us to to show his products on Investe. Like we we couldn't believe it. So yeah, again, thanks to to Matt for, for allowing that. Yeah, le- always always a legend. And we are representing. Well, you're representing Saul today. So yeah, we're we're repping the brand as well. We do we do wear the stuff. Uh, we do wear the stuff. Yeah, we do wear. We 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 believe in it. We it, practice what we preach. Yeah. and I you know I'd be bought, I'd buy I've bought from some of these brands even prior to. Aveste, so yeah, yeah, saw athletics top, yeah, so find it, fits it on Aveste. It, it fits awesome, yeah, print the print's is awesome. great, yeah, yeah, it looks it looks good quality as well. That's the thing. I think it's when great. we when we buy t-shirts, it's either super heavyweight and it ruins it in the wash in two seconds, or it's super lightweight and it sort of disintegrates. So I think it it, it looks really good. I really like that design. I like the color of it as well. And I saw it in the wild recently. Did you? Yeah, I was I was in a cab. And out out the door of the cab, I saw this saw top. And I had to double take because I was like, iconic. Is it something else? Or and, and I looked at it and I was like, that is a saw top. That's the first time I saw it in the world. And I sp- that's a moment, isn't it? Like if if I ever saw anything else that's on a vest day, in on someone in the street randomly that I don't know, I would I would honestly like a, I don't know. I'd well up a little bit because yeah, it'd be yeah. like, wow, like these brands have have permeated sort of I don't know popular culture it's a huge moment wouldn't it totally and we're we're here to you know bring them up as well as as well as ourselves you know there's enough to go around for everyone and if we can rise by rising others with us then yeah. i'm all for it yeah know? saul had i think saul when we first started speaking to him had like six or seven thousand followers on uh, Instagram. less way less you think he had yeah, I think like two two thousand do you think and he had like two or three products i think yeah, insane. I might be wrong. There. So, but but that but that shows you right. So that when we we should go back on to that. So it's like we were talking to brands that were very much startup brands. They had a really passionate founder, and more often than not, a lot of the brands that we work with end up being like a one man band, don't they? Just like us, like yeah, you know, working out of their bedrooms, working in their mum and dad's house, stock yeah. stock up, stacked to the ceiling in their bedrooms. Yeah, yeah, they're they're very much just normal people getting getting started with you know a couple of SKUs a couple of products yeah so we're not so again we should make this really clear for anyone that doesn't necessarily know Aveste very well and listening very kindly to this podcast that we're not going to stock Carhartt we're not going to stock Nike we're not going to stock those huge brands that have you know they're in every store all around the world right that are huge mass market names I think you know if we ever if we ever had to deal with that uh, issue we'll have to deal with it later on but we want to our sort of emphasis and what our belief is is empowering smaller businesses and people that have actually got like an idea to do something themselves and more sometimes they can be side hustles like i i yeah, know yeah. plenty i would say 80 percent of our brands that we have on now and we're very lucky to work with like 25 brands roughly now um there a lot of them this is still like a side hustle like it's yeah, a gig yeah. it's a gig they're still working on yeah it's it's these things take four or five years to build to build a brand takes a long time and you know, the market has a lot of players in it as well these days because of tools like Shopify yeah. have made it ever easier to make, 
you know, make good websites with great checkouts. And similarly, there's so many printing and embroidery companies popping up all over the place now, making it again easier than ever to, to print T-shirts. So one, how do you differentiate as a brand? And then two, how do you get your stock into in front of more people? And, you know, the traditional stockist method is quite complex and you often have to have a lot of volume to, to get your stuff in places like high street retailers. So, no, Veste seemed like a simple solution to to get people's products in front of more people. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So let's get back to the the journey that we're on, I suppose. Um, so Matt's signed up. We've got our first retailer. So now we're we're meant to be a marketplace where you can find lots of different retailers, and now we have one. So, we have one. Does that make yeah. us a marketplace now? Definitely not. <laughs> so so the, the issue was then is, you know, we've got this amazing brand that we love and we love the clothes from. We loved Matt. We got on so well with him and he he believed in us. But then we were like, right, we've got to we've got to find other brands that can trust us in the same way, which was which was equally as difficult. Like we like we said, we reached out to three probably at the start, and then we were like, now we've got to reach out to twenty to get the next easily group yeah so i suppose there was a again we should talk about this is all of the brands that we have on a vest day we would wear either wear ourselves or we know people that would love personally we know people that would love the the clothes of the of the retailers so it's very much sort of curated isn't it 100 percent. we don't just want any any old clothes on there it's stuff that we actually like and it's stuff that looks coherent together as well we're not going to start selling like smart loungewear or anything like that because it just won't just won't fit with with what we've got going on that streetwear aesthetic so yeah as you say it's very much stuff that we would wear or you know we we owned it already actually with some of the brands so yeah yeah so that's that's an easy thing it's quite easy to talk about a particular brand that we like because almost like every single brand that we have on there, we're like, right, we absolutely love that. We want the clothes ourselves. We're pestering them to send us some stuff. So thanks to all the all the brands that have uh, sent us some stuff to create content with because we love it. And we've bought bloody loads of the clothes ourselves as well. We've probably spent a small fortune on on some of the clothes, even for ourselves. Absolutely. Um, and so, our friends have been buying them as well. Yeah, it's which great is... to some of our friends. Thank you to any of our friends that are listening that have bought clothes as well yeah um, so yeah 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 huge thank you to that and I, I think that was the that was the first thing that I was super actually a bit worried about when we did first launch was that imagine if our friends were like oh yeah really good idea mate but then didn't actually didn't actually want to buy anything or didn't yeah, actually yeah. like any of the clothes on there so I remember um who was the who was the one of our first friends miles that miles yeah. Uh, yeah oh miles big shout out to miles thank you i'm sure he'll be listening to this so yeah thank you to to miles for buying the first one and the first top he bought was a salt top yeah it was it was yeah. indeed yeah. yeah to have friends that are actually advocates of the brand i hope they're not just blowing smoke up at you know just yeah. to just to be like supportive friends but no i, I, I genuinely believe they're actual advocates of the brand. I worry that half of our traffic that we see on Google Analytics <laughs> is actually just from our friends and family. You've got to start somewhere, haven't you? You've got to start somewhere. I think probably in the early days, it probably, probably half was. our traffic was. From yeah, we were giving ourselves a pat on the back for all our organic traffic. <laughs> yeah. it, was, it was just our mums and dads. Just, yeah, mums, dads, mates, cousins, family. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, yeah, when, when Miles bought that top, I suppose that was a... 
that was a little moment of relief for me personally. I don't know how you felt because it was like, right, people actually do like the clothes. They are actually going to wear them out, not just yeah, not yeah. just when they're sitting around at home when they, you know no one has to see them. Um, and I remember we got that first picture from Miles when he was on a night out. Um, what was he? Was he in a festival? He was at the Warehouse Warehouse Project. Project. Yep. Classic, yeah. So, I mean, that was a good photo as well. And yeah, I remember seeing that, seeing Miles in his T-shirt, bought from our business. And I was just like, uh, I, again, that was one of those moments where it didn't feel real. Because it was like, how have we gone from this stage of just an idea to now actually you know, people buying it. And and also, do you remember the first order that we had? It was like a... like A, a genuine order. A genuine... Someone that actually came on our site, found us. We didn't know them. Yeah. It wasn't a friend of a friend. It wasn't a cousin this time. And actually placed an order. One of the first ones was from America. Do you remember that? Yeah, it was. Yeah. It's... um, Yeah, when you get that notification on your phone to say you've had a sale, I don't think you'll ever get bored of seeing that. Even, no. even now compared to... I say even now. But, you know, compared to... Yeah. The first one was great and they still feel great ever since, to be honest with you. Yeah, we, I think you and I, we always say like there's an energy to that moment that I, I can't really get from a lot of other things. There's a dopamine hit from people actually loving what you do. And also we very, we do often get, and thanks to all of our followers, we do often get a lot of very nice messages from people where they're like we really like the idea and that sort of that's then the next stage reinforces of us. you reinforces the idea for you and you know people parting with their their hard-earned cash isn't it's you know it's a serious thing right especially 100%. at the minute so yeah it's it feels really really nice yeah and we i i i'm always super thankful and we do try and message everyone we physically can on instagram um and we will try and do that for as long as we physically can absolutely and yeah like uh, it means so much to us when people literally go really love the concept or really like the collection that you've got uh, and i find i find it even more so when people say we really like the concept yeah because it's like it, you know it serves to prove that the problem that we had is shared by other people and if we can solve that problem then great. Like the reason why I really wanted to create this because I want to use it. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. want to use it for myself. That's why they say with a business, you know, try and solve a problem that you that you have or yeah. a problem which sits in a spreadsheet currently, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So I suppose uh, what we should do now is sort of round this section up by sort of going, right, we've got one brand. How did we then get to 25, right? And there's a big old... There's Ooh, a, it's a big jump. There's a big jump between that, right? But but I think the the process is relatively similar, isn't it? It's we we had that list of people that we loved, and I think we fired a few messages to a few people where we we're like, "There's no way they're ever going to reply." I remember Eranogo being one yep. of the first ones. So shout out to Eranogo um, for for again joining us. They absolutely love their brand. They are retro uh, chic on a t-shirt and and hoodies and 90s have... tech kind of dystopian yeah. yeah a lot of old school windows references a lot of old school technology issues some nokia uh, some nokia moments like very much sort of like reminiscent of childhood moments totally. within the 90s yeah if your computer crashing because you've got too many viruses or yeah you know. Yeah, which which I think we all have, like you know, if you're if you're of that certain age, everyone remembers those those years very fondly, and and we all had that same issue of yeah, probably having a family computer, it not working, having a virus, uh, and, and that's why Erinogo is super popular, and they totally. were at the at the time and maybe even now one of the biggest brands that we managed to to get to to join Investe, weren't they? Yeah, definitely. They were at the t you know we were 
so excited. We celebrated when you finally yeah, kind of closed that one. That was a that was a big day, and they were like retailer number. I want to say ten, yeah, nine, something were. like that, yeah. about halfway through. Yeah. So I guess you just continued your process of you know, I guess cold messaging and yeah you know that's what some people would call it cold messaging right? yeah and, and I've, getting I've, people on phone calls showing them that you're a real person you know a real you know not part of a huge corporation and having that really personable aspect to your your approach i suppose well i think and and it's both of us isn't it i think when we've spoken i, I always like to have both of us on the call because of your knowledge you know what i mean and I, and I think when we have spoken to people what I tend to see in life at the moment is that there's so many people that are just out there for a quick buck and they want to use and abuse you. Of course. And, and look, you know, I've worked in sales, you know, I've, I've been on the other side of that and I find it horrible. So I think, you know, and I hope that all of our brands will say this and we're going to have a few of them on this podcast. So look Can't forward wait. to that. Yeah. Um, but I think um, hopefully what all of them say is that we are real people that actually really care about them both as people and as businesses. Um, and and we really want them to succeed in every aspect. And I hope that we've been able to help them, both from obviously showing new customers their amazing collections, but also in every other sense that we help them. You know, we help them from a marketing perspective. We help them in every way that we physically can, right? Um, and so, and so, yeah, I really hope that we that we do help them. We have more of a relationship than just a transactional one because I, I don't want that. And I think when we... When we chat to all the the guys and girls that we work with, I think you know they you know everyone listening will will see that that we we really do care about them and we have a really great relationship with the people that we work with. Totally, and we want their their brands to become as well known as Adidas's and Nikes, and for them not to be side hustles anymore for those that that are side hustles. Yeah, it would be an amazing moment for me to have one of these retailers, like I don't know, maybe a Saint Loco for as an example. To sort of go right now, that is my full-time role, the owner of Saint Loco. It would be an amazing, amazing moment. Yeah, because we would have contributed towards that. Yeah, and 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 I think that again, if we're talking about dopamine hits, that moment where we've actually been able to enable someone to do to have a full-time role of their dream, um, which was getting into fashion and and creating their own clothing brands. I don't, again, I don't think there's many feelings like that, really. Totally. I mean, imagine what the feeling will be like for, for us, you know, for reference. Um, Josh and I still do our day jobs as well. Yeah. I moved down to four days a week uh, about two months ago. But yeah, we're still very much doing our day jobs and, you know, working every weekend and working every evening. You know, it's Sunday right now, Sunday morning, up out and early. So yeah, yeah it's what you've got to do, really. Yeah. But it's nice because we don't necessarily feel like it is. I don't know about you. I don't feel like it's work. No, I don't feel like I'm at work right now. No. It's great. It is It is really good. But yeah, like, yeah, I think that moment of being able to go and be full time will be super. It would be amazing. It'd be super cool. But we've got to get there, right? We've, we've still got work to do. And it's really, really hard. And, and it's really we, hard. Because we work with lots of different smaller businesses, we see the growth pains and the issues that all of them have. And we all share a common, you know, set of issues, right? And and it's so difficult to go from this is a bit of pocket money and a dream of mine to then actually making that a business. And it, like we said at the start, I didn't want to start this when Aveste was a full-time thing and we've we've already left people behind because also I find when I'm listening to podcasts and I'm listening to, you know, CEOs come on and speak, 
where they've got 200 people and they've come yeah. in halfway through the business and they haven't been there to graft it. I don't really get that sense that they've had to really, really, really work at something. They've had to, you know, put their sleeves up. They've had to do a bit of everything like we do. We end up having to, to do a bit of everything. And so what I hope we can do here is sort of go, we're, we're literally starting off. We're not successful right now. No, we're not. We're not. And there's, no. An, and there's no way around that. But what I hope we can do is right, we can go, we can look back on this in 10 years' time, like the journaling aspect, and go, okay, well, this is what happened in 2022 yeah, in September. This is, where we, this is where we started off. And, you know, like we said, we've tried to tell the story of when we first started, but that's where we are. Totally. And it's going to be fascinating to see how it plays out. And you've just got to be very, very patient one day at a time. But yeah. it's it's tough right now. You know, economy's tough. Um, but hopefully this podcast will, as well as, yeah, bring other people on the journey, it might help you and I organise our thoughts a little as well. Yeah, 100%, 100%. So I think, um, so yeah, that's where we are. We're, uh, we're 25 brands. We're uh, still very much at the start of our journey. We're trying our best to grow as much as we can and make sure that people know about us. Because again, half of the thing is when people understand what the idea is, people are like, it's a great idea or at least a decent proportion too. And even if that's 10%, that's still uh, still a event. So yeah, I think, you know, we're, we're going to carry on talking about that. Um, so yeah, I suppose that leads quite nicely into talking about what our goals are. So we should get into explains everyone like what do we actually want to achieve from investing we've mentioned a few few points but i suppose we should get into that just to summarize them then i mean a few have been obviously spoken about throughout you know the last half an hour yeah but i suppose the goal of Aveste is give customers a great place to shop give the fantastic brands that we work with an, an additional outlet for revenue and exposure and new customers um, with the simplicity um, that they wouldn't get necessarily from stockists as well. Um, and also, I suppose, third, you know, build a, try and sell new clothes as sustainably as possible. We've teamed up with Ecology recently as well. Yeah. Um, you know, I do buy quite a lot of vintage clothes as well. And I think that's obviously a, as as sustainable as as one can get right unless you just sit around naked all day yeah um but we all need to wear some clothes right yeah. so yeah build a brand that's also as sustainable as physically possible when selling new clothes yeah 100 percent. yeah and i think beyond what we do ourselves we've a lot of the brands we partner with and again we try and do this intentionally that they are sustainable they use sustainable fabrics and they use sustainable um water-based inks, inks and, and that sort of thing. yeah yeah, so you know, we try as best we can. We're we're selling new clothes. There's nothing. There's no. There's no way around that. And and I, I don't feel embarrassed about that because you know the vintage market is the vintage market. Totally. But but also I feel that there's still value in in sustainable of new. Of course clothes. there is, and stuff that's gonna last as well. I I know for a fact that the t-shirt I'm wearing now will end up in a vintage shop one day. Yeah. Because it won't have been thrown in landfill because it's great quality. So yeah. Yeah stuff of today will become vintage at some point. Yeah, yeah, 100%, 100%. So yeah, beyond that, I think the, the the other thing that I really love about this, and we've mentioned it, is that we actually get to work on something we love. And I think, you know, we are super passionate about this business because it's a problem that we need, that we wanted to solve. And I think there isn't many opportunities and, you know, God knows if this is going to actually work, right? Again, we well, I hope we look back on this one day where we, where it has. But I think having the opportunity to 
put time and energy into something that you absolutely love doing is actually really unusual, isn't it? It's, yeah, it's it's not a luxury many, many get. No, no. So having that is 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 super, super, I'm super grateful for. So yeah, having, doing that, I think is, is, is really good. So in terms of the next sort of step and giving people what they need from an online experience, right? Data is a key aspect of it. Totally. And what, um, what a lot of people don't get when they're shopping online is the data they need, the sizing information they need to effectively buy clothes. And what we're seeing more and more than I, I do this because I very rarely go to the high street anymore because I find the experience horrible, is people buying online. And I think maybe why the reason why I would go to the high street is because I've tried to buy something online and it hasn't fit me right and I've had to go to a shop to try it on. But I think, you know, we've seen by the data, you can see by the data in the market, more people are shopping online. So I think a key thing for us is to be able to give people the data they need to actually buy something online and not return it. Because I hate doing returns. And know that it's going to fit. It's the the age old problem in the industry. And returns is currently what solves that problem for people because they can buy something. And depending on what brand they're working with, uh, sorry, they bought it for, they can just return it for, for free. And it's not a a sustainable model no and um, it's not good it's not good in any aspect for the Think planet the fuel. it's not good for yeah. profit margins yeah. and it's disappointing as well you know when something turns up and you're like oh doesn't feel good doesn't fit right no yeah so that is a challenge that we think we can solve with data yeah so again we're at the start of that journey but we're trying our best to get the sizing information as accurate as you possibly can so when you go on a vest day and you find a t-shirt you really like, you know that it's going to fit you in the way that you intend. And so we give people as much information as we can. So we give people size guides and the size guides have the information that you need. You and I always laugh. The key piece of information you need is what? Uh, t-shirt length. Yes. That's a key one. Because, um, you know, if you're if you're a shorter bloke, having a really long t-shirt is stupid. It's a dress, isn't it? Yeah. And and having being a tall bloke and having a really short t-shirt is equally as annoying. And you look absolutely, absolutely. stupid. Absolutely. You don't want to lift your arms up because all your tummy will come out. Exactly. Which is not a good look. I mean, maybe that will come around one day. Absolutely. So, yeah, yeah we're working on that. Yeah. Which is awesome. Um, and then I suppose, yeah, on that as well, we, we just want to create content with normal people doing normal things, looking great in in these great clothes. Um, that's why we always try and reach out to people for, you know, customers to see how their fits look as well. People buy from people and they really want to just see normal people in clothes. And so that's that's what we're really going after as well, as opposed to the kind of more traditional models, white backgrounds, photography as well. So hopefully yeah. that helps people shop better as well. Yeah, I think that's really missing. Like I, I, when I, I remember when I used to shop, it's, you know, I remember trying to find t-shirts I liked and the models are always super skinny they're super beautiful but they're also wearing t-shirts that are I always find they wear weird sizes like uh, you see a model that's a six foot bloke and he's wearing a medium t-shirt and I'm going if I bought that t-shirt it would not fit me the medium would not fit me totally and and it's just and and there's nothing you can do about that do you know what I mean so again like like we said actually seeing real people in the clothes is a thing which I don't know why the market isn't doing that already. I don't know why more people aren't doing that now. Completely agree. So it's another challenge we're 
we're going to work on for sure. Yeah. yeah. Taking some photos this afternoon, actually, as well. Yeah, we're going to so take we'll some photos. we'll see how that goes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it's, it's not nice, but I, I don't personally love being a model, but... Um, or a podcaster. Or a podcaster. <laughs> but yeah, I think less so, less so a model, because I think uh, it's hard, isn't it? Because uh, you... I think we all do. It's a skill. We're, but it's also you judge yourself. Of course you judge you? yourself. And modelling is a skill. Yeah. Like, you know, I won't take anything away from any models if anyone's no. listening. But it's it's a skill. Taking good photos and looking good is is not easy. Because if it yeah. was, we'd all be able to do it. Yeah, exactly. And I think I think that's funny, isn't it? Like when you think of a model, you don't necessarily go, Oh, this is a really this is an art form. But a hundred a hundred percent is. And maybe I did I, I don't think I valued that enough before this before we started the day, how difficult that was. So totally. yeah, like there's, there's value in model shots a hundred percent because, you know, there are still preconceptions. People will buy from, you know, good looking people and yeah. And, and it's hard. And, you know, if you've got a really, you know, strong tatted guy, it's probably going to sell more than being on, being on a normal bloke. But, but I, I would rather give people how it actually looks yeah, and how yeah. it actually fits on real people. And I think also there's a bit where setting is also a key thing. Like we don't see people, you know, in a club, down the pub, in natural settings yeah. where they're wearing the clothes that we'll be that we have on a vest day. And I'm super passionate about that to go, right, this is how it's gonna look when you're when you're in a club. This is what it's gonna look like when you're out with your friends in a in a pub. Do you know what I mean? Like that's why we buy clothes. We don't all have these amazing experiences where we're on a beach or in a super polished concrete set or whatever. Totally. You know, um, I want to see how it really looks. And I think I think that setting makes a big difference. So, yeah. Completely agree. If, uh, so, yeah, I think we'll, we'll always try and show as much good imagery as we can, for sure. Definitely. Um, last goal I would just quickly add is, yeah, reward people for loyalty to a brand as well. Yeah. We want to introduce our point scheme. Um because people, when they come and, you know, your, your most valuable customers are the ones that come back time and time again, and they should be rewarded for that. You shouldn't just take that for granted. So, yeah, the Aveste, I won't give the name of it yet um, because it's still under consideration, but that is a work in progress, and we're going to look to be rewarding people for shopping with us regularly as well. Yeah, again, and, and that's just part of the ecosystem that we're trying to build. Like Like we said, we're sort of like adding features as we go. Um, but we think every feature that we do add adds real value to the customers. You know, we've even just gone for the filters and the sorting system. And again, like everything that we add is going to make that experience really good. And I'm actually really excited to go through, I know we mentioned it just before, but to go through the sizing journey that we're going to go on. Because I think, yeah, again, the data that we're going to be able to provide really, really, really helps. Totally agree. Yeah. So I think we've we've only got a couple more things that we want to sort of go on and, and uh, uh, we can we can whiz through these pretty quickly. Um, but I suppose the the problem that we had and we mentioned it at the start was that uh, we found it very difficult to find clothes we really liked. And so what I thought would be quite fun is if you and I discuss very quickly uh, <laughs> some experiences that we've had shopping online and what we don't like. Um, and why we've tried to solve that problem. So, yeah, should we mention? I'm going to call them out, right? Zara. Let's let's sure. let's go there, right? Zara, if you're listening to us right now, Jake Dormer is sat here ready to go, <laughs> able to help you because your website has improved, but it's but it's shit. It's got better. I mean, I won't get it up. Should I? No, I won't get it up. No. no. 
Um, yeah, troublesome experience shopping on Zara. Yeah. I have no idea where to go when you click on the menu. All of the links are different sizes. You then get to some kind of product listing pages, which are, were all over the place. I think it has improved since then. It has but, improved um, slightly. Well, massive retailer. They've got some great stuff, but website just all over the place. And so Aveste is, um, we're technologists and marketers. Hopefully this is an area where we can really stand out for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I, I, I always laugh, and Jake and I, I had to mention Zara because I, I always laugh because I actually really love Zara clothes and I have bought some in the past uh, and wear them all the time. But I think, yeah, that that experience, going through that website, trying to uh, sort through clothes, trying to scroll is just, just even scrolling is difficult on that on that site. So yeah, the, the, the Zara experience is one that I didn't particularly enjoy. And I much, much more enjoy the Aveste experience, but, you know, we're biased. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, like, uh, I suppose another one is just sizing, I suppose, on different websites. I mean, I remember shopping. So I had a, I bought a Patagonia t-shirt three years ago, right? And, and uh, it the sticks orange in, one. Yeah. Sticks in my memory, uh, you know, uh, more so than a t-shirt that you bought three years ago should, just because the experience, right? I bought it and... Uh, uh, I remember looking at the sizing information and going, right, that's long enough for me, which is a key thing. It's not too wide. And I like the look of it and the print is amazing and I really like it. And it's Patagonia. So I was thinking quality again, you know, right. So now it's time to call out Patagonia. So Patagonia has all of this belief in sustainability and reusability and T-shirts should last a long time, clothes should last a long time, etc. The T-shirt has a hole in it. And it had a hole in it about sort of i don't know what's the thickness in. like it's quite say? it's quite thin quite thin yeah what would you say in gsm <laughs> in gsm i would say i don't know for any one that doesn't know what gsm means that's uh means grams per square meter and is is a measure of how thick fabrics are if you ever notice why you think maybe some t-shirts like fit better on you or fit worse on you it's probably because of the the GSM and some people prefer their t-shirts a bit thicker others thinner personally I'm thicker um find they last longer yeah but yeah. not too thick we don't want it to become a sweatshirt no there, and is, also, a, there is a point where it becomes a sweatshirt yeah and also <laughs> it's like you it's got to be like a winter tee at that point as well like totally. when it's super thick yeah you can't wear it in summer and a t-shirt's really for like warm weather isn't it totally so so yeah so I was really upset about that and then it also came in it didn't fit in the way that I expected at all well, and it was maybe, f- maybe your expectations were wrong yeah. or you just didn't have enough data yeah. to, so, to make an informed decision. Yeah. So I just, I just really, yeah, I was really upset about that. So yeah, I think, I think those are, I, I suppose that sort of summarizes the key issues that we have with some of the, some of the retailers right now. Any other fun stories of, of trying to shop online and not being able to find anything you like? No, probably just, you know, a series of returning stuff to ASOS in it. my kind of younger do you actually do returns um i think it's more aimed at the female market because of buying dresses and stuff Um, i bought some stuff the other day and no it was fine it was fine but But i haven't haven't shopped on it i shop on asos maybe once a year out of all of the clothes you've ever got and not liked what percentage do you reckon that you've actually returned as a man i'm quite good i want my money back but i know you on the other hand you're like um, yeah well, I, I reckon, I, I honestly do feel this. I reckon there's a very high percentage of the population in the UK that are blokes that are shopping online 
that just wouldn't ever do a return. I think there's a high possibility that they would never do a return <laughs> because just just for the effort of doing a return. And I know ASOS in particular make it incredibly easy, but I don't think I, I think they have changed it recently that it isn't as easy as it once was. But they charge you now. I don't know. It was free. I yeah. might. They might charge you now. I don't yeah. Know. So again, like, uh, like, yeah, I, I hated returns, and so yeah, if we can, if we can solve that experience, so that we don't get a lot of returns on investing. No, we don't. Not so far. So, Touch fingers with. crossed. Yeah. People like the stuff that is, uh, that's turning up. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, if we can solve, I think that's a really big issue to solve. If we can get rid of returns, I think that'd be really good. So, so yeah, I suppose that's pretty much everything, right? We've we've explained our story. We've told everyone what we're about. We're very grateful for people if they have got to this point and they're still listening to us wittering on. Just the bots have got to this point, I think. Yeah, yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. So, so yeah, that we'll we'll call it we'll call it a, a day there, and we'll say thank you very much to everyone listening. I think if you have got to this point and you liked our conversation, the good news is that we'll be uh, filming a few more of these and. And hopefully you'll in, enjoy listening to them. Um, if you are watching on YouTube, if you liked it, please do give us a like and also subscribe to Aveste. We've got two subscribers at the moment. Do we? Yeah. Is that me and you? Probably, yeah. So if you can if you can subscribe, that'd be great. If we could get to three, that would be absolutely amazing. Thank you. 50% growth. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and yeah, I suppose what I always like to do is I, I'd love to have more of a conversation with people on these videos as well. So I suppose the question I've got is how do you find clothes right now? Like uh, what's the actual experience of, like what's your shopping experience? Like do you just go to one website? You know, what website is it? Do you like that experience? Is there anything that you don't like? Let you know, us know. We'd love to know. And I, I, honestly, I am genuinely interested because we haven't ever done market research. No. <laughs> so we have no idea what people are thinking. So Yeah, drop us a note on Instagram. Yeah, drop us a note on Instagram for sure. And yeah, if you're listening on Spotify or any of the audio platforms, give us a review, say thanks. And, uh, and yeah, thank you very much for listening. Thank you.